Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures of Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who will tell you why a movie is the dirt worst, and then tell you you need to watch it. I am Danny. And also, I could tell you who's the dirt worst right now in this room. That's me. <laughs> and I'm highly recommended. Also joining us is the host who's easy on the eyes and hard on the hearts. Oh, oh wow. Thank you, I think. I'm Blake. <laughs> <laughs> that's a man that's highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> but not by doctors. <laughs> So how are you guys doing? It's um, I received an email today about uh, a fall preview of movies, and I was like, "Wow, is summer already over?" And I realized there's still like another two months. Yeah, yeah. For us Texas uh, people, there sure is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, this happens every year after Fourth of July. You know, everything summer's over. Fun. Yeah, summer's <laughs> over. Like, all right, pack it up, boys. <laughs> you have Let your the Christmas fall come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, you're free to put uh christmas thanksgiving and or uh halloween stuff <laughs> i feel like people are just excited to finally promote stuff that's actually going to come out we spent like a whole year jerking each other off being like we think this is going to come so now <laughs> i think people are just like yeah shit's coming out like let's get get boned up <laughs> i i think you're right because i got the email about the fall preview of my turned on spotify today and the first thing that comes up is like support concerts let's bring concerts back check out the concerts that are in your area and of course, anytime you go to the, um, anytime you turn on the TV, there's stuff about, okay, everything's back to normal. Like, it's been a rough year. Let's get back out there. So it's like Toby Keith's coming to town. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I've been waiting. Yeah. I've been waiting. I've been wanting him to put his boot up my ass for years now. <laughs> or my boot up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> there's this, um, there's this country song that Regina loves. It's, uh what the hell is it called it's called my bar or something like that oh yeah it's my kind of place my kind of place yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and i I, could, I can't stand it but it's so damn catchy like it, dude, every time i hear toe tapping great too dude yeah <laughs> toe tapping <laughs> i love that if that's like you, you want like neon moon followed up by uh your bar or whatever that, that's called and then like you you definitely want to like mix in like just like throw everybody off like jimmy buffett who's basically just beach country Mm-hmm. Yeah, hamburgers in paradise. Hamburgers in paradise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I also like that country song. Um, I don't even know what it's called, but I just know he goes chicken fry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a there's a band I just started listening to, and I'm, I guess I've been around for a while, but I'm like new to like I'm bad about new music. But um, have you heard this band called the Viagra Boys? No. <laughs> no. Are, they <laughs> punk, are they a punk band from 1983? They look like a punk band from 1983, but they sing like weird like uh it's like hard rock punky um but there's a song called sports and one of the, like the lines he's just like reciting a bunch of stuff he's like volleyball and he's like weenie dog and i'm just <laughs> he just nice. throws that in there out of nowhere and i love it i love it when like a song's got like that one little line that you're just like all day after i hear it, i'm like weenie dog <laughs> that's that's my kind of lyricist i think yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I was, uh, there's this Lowe's commercial, no, Kroger's, there's this Kroger's commercial that they always play here on Hulu, and it's that song, um, remember that song, low, 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 mm-hmm. and yeah. it's about 
apple bottom jeans and down. And so it's Boots like, with the fur. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sex club song, basically. Mm-hmm. But they're using it with these like claymation figures buying groceries at Kroger. Oh, cool. It, it works, man. I mean, if Seth Rogen could do it with Sausage Party, why not Kroger with well, Low Riders Low? Well, I always wonder because the Sausage Party is a comedy. It's supposed to be a But this is just like a straight up grocery store. Like, <laughs> who who wrote that song? Genuine or Ludacris or whoever the hell well, did that song? Florida. Florida. Oh, Florida. Like, yeah. I, um, I always like I, they're getting like royalties and stuff like that. So I'm sure that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. But what about their integrity? <laughs> I never care about that. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, it's like us. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's a good gone point. at the window. This is very true. If I could, if Kroger's would sponsor us, I'd like to <laughs> sponsor us, Kroger. I, I would be singing low, low, low all day long. Be singing the Viagra Boys. Claymation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While doing the Viagra Boys, Toby Keith, whatever you want. Yeah. I want all, right. all shows to start with two out of the three of us singing crappy songs. <laughs> that's, isn't that a meatloaf song? <laughs> yeah probably i um bad out of croakers <laughs> part two <laughs> oh, i okay. won't buy that I, no no that song i heard it on the radio the other there's like one good radio station here and it's like it's, there's always different songs on there and they're a, a wide variety and they were playing that song and I'm used to the MTV version, which is already like, I don't know, 12 minutes or something. <laughs> right. But this one on the radio was like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So I was like, man, this dude is. Uh... And then he does have that other song. that's like two out of three ain't bad or something like that. Yeah. And that one's like 10 minutes. or something. Dude, you know, that's the DJ. He's like, I, dude, I got to take a shit. I'm putting on that fucking 20 minute. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm putting on this Dave Matthews jam. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do live in a college town. So if they don't that's play true. Dave Matthews. There's something wrong. Yeah, somewhere in College Station, Tripping Billies is being played in three. <laughs> and uh, three eleven. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the Wheel of Time? Yeah, well, that's that... a Dave Matthews song, right? <laughs> Thankfully not. No, the Wheel oh. of Time is uh, for those who don't know. It's been proven to be the best fantasy series ever. <laughs> better than Song of Fire and Ice. Way better than anything Tolkien ever wrote. But um, the series <laughs> has been worked on for years and years and years. They've been working. They've been working on it at uh, Amazon. Finally, at Comic-Con at Home this year, they announced that The Wheel of Time is coming to Amazon in November. Wow. Um, like you said, you're familiar with it. A pre-Brandon Sanderson now. I mean, you kind of, you know. Sando, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, that was like 20 years into the series. So things do get <laughs> uh, I think I started reading it in sixth grade, and I was like 24 when it was all said and done. <laughs> but but um, are you excited for it, Blake? I, I am. Um, I'm not like I kind of peeled off of it just because it was so like it's such an investment. <laughs> and I've read like the first two or three and it's it is very good. Um, it's uh, I like his brand of fantasy. Uh, I, I think it's a fun kind of more whimsical look at fantasy than than a lot of other darker stuff. But um, I'm excited. It's a huge undertaking. Holy cow. The idea of this being coherent and all in a series is kind of mind-boggling, but yeah, I'm excited to check it out. I've already got Amazon, so definitely gonna watch it. it it's pretty. So I mentioned Tolkien, like because uh, it's compared a lot to that, just because how deep the lore yeah. is, and not just back. I mean, languages and cultures and customs and oh, people. Yeah. It's so dense, and so it's one of those books where they have like, there's the book which is a thousand pages, and there's like another hundred page dictionary at the back, right. so you can understand 
it. What I, I love the Wheel of Time. I absolutely love it. Um, what I think the advantage it has over Game of Thrones, which I never, I only, I never got past the first season of, but Game of Thrones was, well, Song of Fire and Ice was a work in progress. So they kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of had to go off and do their own thing. This is done. This is complete. Even though Robert Jordan mm-hmm. died towards the end of it, um, this the series is finished. So the good thing is, um, if this show lasts for any uh, length of time, they do have something to work off of. Yeah, no, I think that's to this show's benefit for sure. Um, ah, do you think how how much do you think they're going to be cutting out of this thing? Is my question. Well, I, I, that's exactly what I was just going to ask. How many books are there? Because oh shit, like fourteen books, fourteen yeah. books. So well, like, fifteen with the prequel. Okay, they could do a lot then, right? They could do what the talk, uh, the Walking Dead did. Like you know, that book is still going on, and that book right. came out in two thousand and three. Yeah, but and... people care about this still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, sorry. No, people have been like wanting a movie and uh, NBC was going to do a movie way back when I remember like when, when Robert Jordan was still alive, they were going to do a movie on NBC for Eye of the World. Like, um, it'll be interesting. Like, I think in answer to your question about cutting, they're saying they're going to keep as real to their as um uh faithful to the novels as they possibly can wow like there is some stuff that they would need to take because some stuff is i mean these are like thousand it started at like 700 pages and the series only got longer with each longer and longer yeah yeah so there there is some stuff that and i'm a huge fan of the series but there's stuff that needs to be cut out of it but i mean they can do a lot with it it's it's super most interesting most excited i've been for a series in a long time that's good to hear because I know, yeah, I'm like, I keep forgetting how you didn't really watch Game of Thrones at all. Mm-hmm. That's, that's still surprising to me. <laughs> I tried. I did. I like the first season. And anyway, it's not that I didn't like it. And I always explain yeah. this to people. It's not that I didn't like it. I just, it's like Breaking Bad. Like I watched three seasons of that. And I just kind of, some, uh, with t- I can't watch t- TV shows very often. So when I watch a TV show, I just kind of get the feeling like, okay, I've that's cool. I've had enough. Like I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, and, I get it. I get it. I have a hard time with series two. Yeah, they're it's, really it takes a lot. And once it became um like a thing, like I wanted to get back into it, but um I don't know. It's I just like, never could. I I, yeah. I did see up until uh, I guess there's no spoilers in that because everybody dies eventually, right? But when like yeah. Joffrey was poisoned, I think I saw I was off and on through I I sat through the first season when it was new. And then up until when Joffrey died, I would watch it off and on. But I never that was like the beginning of a season, wasn't it? Uh he was poisoned or something. I think that was yeah, like, they poisoned him. I want to say that's towards the end of one of the seasons. So yeah, I think uh, so too. And it's I been and, a fucking while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago though. And I never saw the follow-up for that. Like I never I don't I still don't even know who killed him. His brother just, becomes king and then he kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. no, seriously. And then, every, point, and then everybody involved in that gets blown up. I was just <laughs> saying, like, everyone dies, right? <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Oh, I don't know. I, it, it's not a bad series. And honestly, I can't say that because I, I didn't I didn't even watch it when people started hating it. I was already out of it. So yeah. I can't even use that as, as an excuse. <laughs> um, you know, uh, one of the things we talk about a lot on here are like sequels that have lost their way. And there's quite a few of them, but uh, I would say Predator is, I, I always forget about it because the sequels are so bad, oh, but they immediately got bad. Yeah. <laughs> like Predator has to be in like the top two or three, huh? Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I, so. Cause they tried to do alien versus Predator, the Predators. 
like uh, did, they, they tried to yeah. do so many things like even the, i think uh the predator which was the last one i think yeah, yeah. the shane black one which yeah. was so disappointing because i was, was i was so excited for it yeah i like that actor that guy who's in it i forget his name but he's he's enjoyable and, and usually when i watch him and that movie was shite <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That that was an interesting failure because you got Shane Black, who's normally really good. Yeah, that guy I don't remember. And then Olivia Munn was in it, right? Olivia, Olivia Munn. Munn yeah. And then like uh, Keenan, uh, Michael Key is in it. Michael Key is in it, yeah. Yeah, you would have thought, yeah. It had like this like Motley Crew <laughs> that you would have thought would have worked out, but it didn't all. Yeah, it was like built for success and then for yeah. whatever. But I do remember there was some controversy like right before it came out. I don't remember what it was, but I remember people oh. were like... There was something, so I don't know if everything affects sales nowadays. And yeah, true. Yeah. Know, some, something came out like the week it was released or something, but it also is not a very good movie. So <laughs> right. either way, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so there is news of another sequel, a prequel in this case, but apparently the story is tracking the Predator um, from leaving his home planet to when he first comes to Earth. Does that excite you? Okay, mm. Sure. So okay, okay, so I guess jumping on like Blake's like like how he's excited about this, I'm the same way. I I'm like okay, uh, am I gonna watch this? Yes. Am I excited to watch it? No. At this point, I feel like I'm being dragged to watch something that's slowly dying. Uh, yeah, except it quickly died. <laughs> no, no. This is like I mean, but they're trying. They, they bring it back every single time. They're like, oh, that's we, true. We, we fuck up. That- we fucked up. We fucked it up. Hold on. You know, we had Adrian Brody on that. We're sorry. We're going to bring in like somebody. Oh, pretty. that one was weird. Yeah, that was a weird one, too. But, yeah. you know, like I feel like because nostalgia, everything is so fucking driven by nostalgia. It's going to make fucking money no matter what. And I yeah. see this like I see this like at conventions and everybody has the same fucking shit ever. Like aliens, predator, you know, even though like we we do a lot of this like horror stuff, we don't. I guess this is the time that you should subscribe, people. We don't do the typical nostalgic strips. I mean, it might we might have seen it at one point or another, but for the most part, we kind of like stay away from it. And there's people that like hone hone in straight to your fucking nostalgia. Like if you fucking loved it as a kid, guess what? If you like that Schwarzenegger movie, it's gonna you know there's gonna be ten thousand fucking things of Predator versus Alien. That's why that comic book was so popular in the nineties. Yeah, that's a good it's. One. It's, it's also it's funny because the first predator like it's uh yeah he's an alien and he has this amazing technology but it's also very gritty and primitive mm-hmm. and from the second one on it went all in on the sci-fi horror aspect of it right um maybe and who knows what's going to happen with this one but if it's the story of the predator first coming to earth and they don't deal with like who cares what happened on his home planet i can care less about the journey from wherever he's from to this planet if it's just what he was doing when he was first on its on this planet and it's really primitive down to earth him like being a predator like, like yeah. the title, <laughs> then that would actually be pretty cool just like take yeah. away the sci-fi except for the fact that you know he's an alien with his badass suit but um other than that i mean just make it like that's why the first predator was so successful i mean Arnold Schwarzenegger, they didn't use laser guns. They just had machine gun, big-ass Gatling guns. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because it's like, it's basically like a stock and slash slasher movie just with like an alien guy who has like a plasma rifle. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. <laughs> like, I, And I love that kind of shit. So yeah, if you're talking, yeah, pure predator action, I'm super in. You know what a re- good reason to be excited though? Um, the director, man. Dan Trachtenberg. 
I like this guy. Oh, I like that guy a lot. Yeah, too. he did um, Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is probably mm-hmm. what he's like most known for. Um, but he's also done a couple, like he did the pilot episode of The Boys um, oh. TV series and the first pilot episode of Black Mirror. So, I mean, the guy is actually talented. I mean, if you go back and watch those episodes in particular, like I think those are pretty standout episodes. And there's a reason they get him to do like first episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like he's right. really good at what he does. So I think he'll I think he'll bring a nice sensibility to this. And, you know, Tim Cloverfield Lane was a cool sci-fi flick. It really was. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have my complaints about it. But overall, it was it was a good movie. And uh, yeah, I think it's a good hand. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, come on, man, Predator is awesome. We, we love the Predator. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a disgraced fran- fan franchise. It really sucks because that first one. I mean, hmm. I remember like I don't think any. I, you know yeah. what? I'm I think the first time everyone's seen it, they weren't supposed to see it. They were too young <laughs> to see it. I think. Yeah. Like I have a, a five year old cousin who loves the original Predator. I don't even know if he's seen any of the sequels. But he loves the original Predator. <laughs> so, like, if they can go back to that, to where a new generation of kids could get warped by this <laughs> alien, then uh, it'd be pretty awesome. But I guess yeah. we'll see where it goes. And a female lead, apparently. Oh, I'm out. Home Invasion, London, Gangland, Thriller. Wait, is that how you would describe Nemesis? I mean, just... Uh... Uh, a talkie it's a talkie okay so this movie um is about a an aging gangster named john morgan who's come back to london for reasons unexplained some reason (laughs) and his return to london starts a chain of events that lead to a violent ending i don't even so nemesis um gosh this movie i don't even know where to begin uh well shit let's let the cat out of the fun bags um (laughs) the um so we've seen a lot of horror movies and we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of ridiculous nude scenes lots of Uh yeah this has to be the most ridiculous nude scene i've ever seen uh un unwanted is that how I uh, I, I felt uh, like I didn't want like, okay first of all I, I wouldn't go that far I'm, I I I I could care less about this it did not fit that whole scene itself yeah spoiler uh, spoiler warning here it, it it's not needed it, whatsoever it doesn't provide any kind of like information for this movie exposition it it, it it's not needed it's uh, there it's, it's just there it's just there like and we yeah. just saw a pretty ridiculous nude scene from body count a few weeks back mm-hmm. but uh the thing with like the sex comedies of the 80s is uh, what's well, in the title like people will get naked to have sex uh in the horror movies it was the same reason or they were showering there right. was a reason for it mm-hmm. and, and like danny said spoiler alert but like he said there's nothing of import at all in this scene, yeah, uh, yeah. at least that I can get out of it. But uh, we are going to go over some minor details, but we won't ruin anything for anybody. I guess there are quite a number of twists in this movie, which we won't get into. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, this nude scene, like just it happened. And I thought the nude scene was funny because well, one, it just was like in your face and out of nowhere. Yep. But it also signals when the movie goes from just being, you know, kind of tedious and whatever to like just it goes off the rails from the nude scene on yeah it totally does um yeah she's got a milky eye i don't know it kind of did something for me the the truth is it totally goes (laughs) off the rails and and it absolutely becomes like comical yes at, at this point like i started to laugh out loud at this film it does not it is not a comedy 
no, it is not a comedy. And I feel like before the fungs were fun bags were out, I was already laughing. Like I was like I wasn't laughing. I was more confused. I was like, yeah, uh, before that scene, I was fighting to stay awake. Mm-hmm. Once that scene happened, like that's when the movie goes from being just boring whatever to comically bad. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where the like the, the turning point is so clear <laughs> like it's in your face and for a number of reasons like that scene is where everything changes yeah there's not a lot of characters in here but uh what did you think of the performances of because there are some pretty big name actors in this uh, the dude from <laughs> indiana jones the guy from um, i guess he was pretty big yeah yeah, yeah. And then the Nick Nick Moran is in I've seen him before. Yeah, he's in quite a few things. Now, the lady who gets naked, I've never seen before. The <laughs> the girl the the girlfriend, she's been in a few things also. I can't remember any off the top. Of I did head. also recognize her, Lucy yeah. Arden. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy Arden, yeah. Like yeah, I mean I've definitely recognized her. These aren't A-list people, but they're known actors. So mm-hmm. um the performances I thought were, uh, I don't know, like they didn't really <laughs> actually, you know, charisma bypass actually for the main dude. Cause for the first up until like the strange twist in the third act, he has nothing going for him. Yeah, no, actually I didn't even, I didn't put that character together with what was happening really oh, until the very end. I had no idea where he came from. I, 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 I liked I guess I liked the main character. I thought he was the only thing that was funny to watch. Like he was the only thing that was kind of good in this whole film. Uh, and uh, I had Billy to Murray. Is that who we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Billy. Oh, Murray. that guy. Okay. Billy oh, the, is, is he the cop? No, no, no. no. The, that's the that's the the crime boss guy. Oh, yes, the, the, crime boss, yeah. the Morgan. Or... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay gotcha. I, I I liked him. Um, I wasn't sure what was going with the cop guy. I was very confused with that. <laughs> yeah, now that's a, I was going to ask about the cop dude because at about so this movie's not very long Uh, at about the 45 minute point maybe even a little past that i i I told regina i don't know what's going on with this dude but whatever he does it's gonna be awesome and then it's the exact (laughs) opposite of awesome they build this guy like what did you think of the cop I, i thought it was a very very pointless character so when you're when you're building the story and you want to make sure this guy is super cool, you want to make sure you point out every great aspect of this character, which I don't think we ever really get. If he has some sort of redemption story, great. It's not in this film. By the time that we finally see him, like, oh, he's gonna like suit up and do something great, it's mediocre. Uh, the best way I could say, remember that one scene in The Simpsons where. Marge ends up being a uh, part of the Italian gang with the pretzels, and then the Asian gang comes in. Oh yeah, and then and Homer ha- misses everything. Yeah, that was that could have that could have happened, you know, if they played their cards right. And I don't feel they were like, oh, we're gonna go completely like left field on this. I, I swear to God, the the last thirty minutes of this movie were or twenty minutes, let's say. I mean, it was like a kids in the hall sketch. <laughs> It was it was like crass, and they tried to be over the top, and it was like they repeated the same thing happened numerous times, mm-hmm. all to comedic levels, mm-hmm. and then it turned into like basically a Yosemite Sam Mexican standoff. Yeah, <laughs> it, it gets 
the uh, so okay, I mentioned it's a home invasion crime thriller thing. So oh yeah, yeah. oh I won't ruin this too much, but there's a a, a huge twist. I was a huge twist, and like it, it goes from being a crime thriller to being this home invasion thing all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. How the, yeah, revenge kind of weird thing going on that completely caught me off guard. Was there a build to that that you guys no, noticed? No, or? no, no. no. The, previous, want... the previous like 35 minutes of the movie were spent dealing with literally that... nothing nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. So yeah, there. so it was it a shocking twist. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> not, is shocking. Not a, not a good one. But it yeah, is. that doesn't mean it's good. Um, so you mentioned the first 30 to 40 minutes or however long. It's There's a lot of subplots that are introduced there's a rival gangster there's let's see the guy gets kicked off the scotland yard none of this is ever reintroduced again did you even remember or care about this once the film was over (laughs) no no as a matter of fact it tried to i guess it tried to be like profound with its ending but it also didn't address well the movie anything that happened previously to anything that happened that didn't wasn't revealed in the last like five minutes of the movie it it was like very shallow like this whole thing was like a whole lot of talking a bunch of action but nothing was resolved in any way really at all there was no climax and there was like no no good guys kind of yeah there there absolutely was no good guys there's no one you can cheer for and which kind of leads to one of the questions i had um so a big theme of this movie is is family over everything right um especially in the last like 20 minutes or so the mother and daughter they had some of the weirdest takes like i've ever heard like it's revealed that the father's a pretty awful person like he's he's scum but they're completely fine with that like um they i felt that the movie was trying to make him out to be the hero i did too yeah i did too i I thought the whole time i'm thinking like well so why do we not want this guy to get his face shot off like right in this instant? Like, how, how come nobody's just not just shooting his face? Off? <laughs> I was gonna say like, have you did you did you realize that you can point a gun at someone for that long and be <laughs> that not. pissed without pulling a trigger? Did not know that. I did, I did not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Like uh, we yeah. live in Texas, so you know. yeah. that's dude. That was some. That was impressive self control in even Switzerland. That was amazing. <laughs> What did you guys think of that? So there's, a, I guess, a pivotal scene where the cop has a very long conversation with the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of that scene and, and just that bartender in general? Oh, I was just waiting for the kiss. But... <laughs> it was amazing. Wasn't this bartender who I don't think he had ever met him? Well, no, he never met him because he's like, oh, I knew your father. Right. Which is also kind of weird because they look like they were the same age. but. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you something about your dad. I'm <laughs> in love with you. And then he he proceeds to give this guy like the winning. He gives him the advice to like totally change his life around. Yeah, and he's like, it, I'm gonna go home, put on this suit, <laughs> and and then do my business. Like I couldn't figure this bartender out. Like he was he in the film? Or like who was he? Or was he just some rando? I, was I don't rando. know. What he was he? Yeah, he was just a rando. He there's a rando no other. Guy? There's no mention of this character whatsoever. Well, this fucking giant head fills the fucking screen for like 10 minutes. It's ridiculous. I I don't. It's when Michael's when Michael's making Michael Scott is making his midnight. uh, Whatever. I forgot. Threat level midnight. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like a lot of these pieces were very incoherent. 
And you could see it in like the editing as well, because from one scene we could be, you know, this crime boss would be talking to the, the other crime boss and they're like, you better not fuck around with, you know, with us again, because it's going to be trouble. And then we are cut to, to now we're being shit up some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it, it's just like this movie is such a fucking mess. If it was better, if it had better editing and maybe a little bit better writing, it could make a little bit of sense, you know, introduce a little bit of character, certain characters' backstories. The first Things like 15 that. minutes is like a conversation with the crime boss guy and another crime boss guy that's totally pointless. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. This this movie had, it was short. It probably had like 35 minutes too much movie. <laughs> it's a, a few, and they had a funny thing with this too. And um, a few weeks ago, we talked about the music in River. They did the exact same thing in this movie. Like the very opening scene, there's the jet plane going, you know, flying oh, through the sky. Yeah. Very suspenseful music. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ooh, is this a spy thing? Is it espionage? Is it an action movie? No, just some old dude talking to his the wife. I have to admit, great, amazing performance of a wax dummy. <laughs> really good job. I, I, I give her props on that. Um, and also, I, I really should say that nude scene that we were kind of like all over. Props to the movie for objectifying a full figured. 48 year old woman i mean she did did great (laughs) yes it's uh if there was if someone had told me going into it there's going to be a a very graphic nude scene i would not have known it would be that woman so no and like i can't say enough about the milky eye it's you know (laughs) she i I believe she has two different colored eyes one's not milky i think so oh shit that ruins it for me (laughs) she looks she looks like a like a viper she, she does the, look like a. She was very serpentine. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie, so um, it has quite the ending. It has, actually, I thought the ending was really uh, cool. Was like one particular. Oh, um, who's this film for? Uh, I think it's for somebody who likes Guy Ritchie movies, but also likes softcore pornography. <laughs> and the combination of the two uh the oh, actress man. just you know throwing it out there not for nothing she is married to the screenwriter oh wow mm. oh, <laughs> so uh nemesis i'll start with you danny c or no c this movie is trying to echo some sort of guy Ritchie filled world and in a world that you could probably you, you know you could do something like it and still fail i don't i don't recommend this to anybody whatsoever not even for the new scene and if anything i tell you to stay away from that new scene <laughs> what about you blake uh, nemesis see or no see uh, i think you should just watch the nude scene <laughs> oh opposite sides of the fence there i'll be the t- <laughs> i'll be the tiebreaker um i <laughs> the nude scene is it's impressive to see the least. Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. Um, but the movie itself is uh, like an easy pass. Yeah, very, very, pass. yeah, very, very easy pass. But if you want to see where a movie where you can clearly tell where it falls off the cliff, then this is the one. So we've reached the final week of summer horror month. We started on the beach. We're ending out at sea. 
We are talking about 2019 Sea Fever. Just spoiler warning, this is a fairly new movie, so we're going to get into some details about the movie, but nothing that'll ruin your enjoyment. Uh, the movie is about a scientist who, or no, she's a marine biologist, I believe. But yes. yeah. and she studies behavioral patterns. She mentions that quite often. But uh, she goes out to sea with a crew and they're a little distrustful of her because she's a redhead and we'll get into what that means. But <laughs> while they're out at sea, they encounter mm, a new life form, I'll say. Right. And uh, we'll take it on from there. So Sea Fever, before we even get into the actual movie. So both of you watched this on Hulu? Yes. <laughs> did, did you think that that opening was part of the movie? Because I totally did. When it was like, uh, Dust invites you to watch. Oh, uh, so, yeah, actually. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, someone must be watching uh, an educational video at the museum or something. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a nice touch, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so too. I was like, oh, I was like, that's so weird. That's like watching out of the, at first I thought it was part of the movie. Then I realized it wasn't. I was like, oh, that's like being at the theater kind of. <laughs> exactly. And there weren't commercials on this, were there? No. No. Yeah, uh, that was cool. There was like a, the minute and a half or so before, and then it got right into the movie. Yeah. That was yeah. That. Well, I thought like with the, the intro for Dust, I because they have like short films on YouTube. So I thought it was in relation to that. I was like, oh, because I, I like seeing their sci-fi. There's like short sci-fi f- films. So I thought it was like all in relation to that. So I was like, I'm fucking down. Like I I, I actually like had a pop. I went, I paused it and I went to go get some popcorn because I was like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm in for a treat. How was the popcorn? It was delicious. <laughs> Costco brand. Oh, there nice. you go. <laughs> so, that is good uh, stuff. That is, yeah, it is. Um, Blake, I know you're not uh, the biggest fan of water or people uh, hanging out in the water. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty cool ocean shots in this. Uh, how, how frightened were you of, of this? Oh, ter- completely terrified. <laughs> I, can, I don't think there's anything scarier. Uh, and you know what? The way they frame the ocean and, and it's kind of um, stuff like the ocean and the forest. I always think it's like effortlessly beautiful. Like any of us can grab a camera and shoot beautiful shots of the ocean. Or the, yeah. But uh, what they do is they also add this. I thought it's very beautiful. Very, very, very beautiful. But it does look pretty scary, even though it's just normal and the bubbles going through it and stuff. Oh, so I, they did a great job. Yeah. I, I immediately thought of Blake and I was like, man, this dude must be <laughs> pissing his pants. <laughs> I actually, yeah, no, I was, I was way more. I mean, anything like this kind of puts me on the edge of my seat in general. And then we'll get into it. But yeah, it definitely set me on edge right away. All right. So let, let's, let's get into it. So the, the, the characters, um, it's, it's a fairly small cast because we're, about 99% of this movie takes place on, on a fishing trawler. So we have like, what, seven characters maybe? Um, what'd y'all think of the characters? Um, I thought, um, and we saw this with the It movies, at least I thought that some of the characters weren't developed as well as they could have been. I thought they did a really good job of developing the characters in this. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought, um, you know, they don't spend a lot of time doing it, um, but they give you just enough. Um, to where it doesn't drag on to, to be like, all right, I get it. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, they move along through the who the characters are and what they're, you know, I, I would say that I was confused a little bit by some of the motivations of, of some of the characters, but that didn't take too much away from, from my enjoyment at all. The um, I liked how the the main character, um, I, I when I read the name, I can never say, and then they pronounce the name and I forgot. Uh, Sh- 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 yeah. yeah. How, do you, how do you say that? 
Uh, and then they said in the movie, and I even told Regina, I was like, oh, I'm glad they said that because I've always wondered how to pronounce it. And now I forgot mm-hmm. what it is. Um, but, uh, I liked uh, how I liked how in the beginning, yeah, some Irish name. Like I, I liked in the beginning how they immediately let you know that she's, you know, socially awkward. She doesn't like to be around people. But then as the movie progressed, and at first she did, she's very standoffish from the crew. And for good reason, I think you mm-hmm. can argue. But I liked how that's changing over that, that changed over the course of the movie. Oh yeah, no. I I thought the I thought she was like a fun character to follow, um, and showing a kind of a wide variety of emotions and and uh, a great performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent performance. Uh, my one complaint, um, and it's it's a, it's a nitpick, but I think and considering the circumstances, it really makes sense why. But she did kind of come out of her shell. She was slowly coming out of her shell, and there was a point like towards the end where she was just all of a sudden like take charge. Yeah. And uh, that, that kind of threw me up. But then again, considering what was going on, it does make sense. Right. Um, there is a pretty, pretty obvious theme in this movie. It's superstition versus science, I think, comes up very, very much in this film very often. And one of the things is uh, she's redheaded. So there's a fisherman's tale, a fisherman saying that redheads bring bad luck. And this is repeated throughout. But there's other things like they're very much about prayer and superstition where she's a scientist and she doesn't believe in anything um Mm -hmm. it's pretty common it's like you know old versus new type of thing but i thought it was done very well in this film yeah i would agree with you they they don't really beat you over the head with it too much um and then they also kind of give you like um like there's some questions to that all that stuff that brought up a couple times but they do it it's all real smooth (laughs) it's all pretty subtle and i i appreciated that yeah yeah i I, the yeah just i I guess i have to echo the same thing like everything was very like well crafted in in this film and i don't know if this i I was gone for a week so i don't know if you guys like decided to watch like the nest and then this like if this was like kind of like you guys kind of like thought about it but it did remind me of how the nest was with attention and how this movie did it better (laughs) the tension sure even though it wasn't it, you know being subtle and it, it's all like there and you gotta love fisherman stories right like yeah I, I love i love like weird seas like tales and stuff it's mm-hmm. great yeah i thought it was built but I, I think what it all amounts to really is i think the writing was very good because this mm-hmm. type of story you can very easily and very quickly go over the top but they very much kept it at an even keel and they things only got crazy when they needed to in this movie and i appreciated that yeah absolutely you mentioned the tension danny so suspense very important part of this movie um so danny you're mentioning that it worked for you at least better than vanessa did you find the movie suspenseful blake uh yeah i did um especially you know there's like kind of a ramp up happening about you know three quarters of the way through as as you would expect but um it kind of harkened and it was i think maybe a little bit of an homage but like it it you know there's some scenes in it that reminded me of like the thing you know, there's right. kind of like this yeah. this test going on that's very like, oh boy, you know, like who's gonna who's gonna have this affliction, and uh, on top of just like on top of there's shit in the water, there's shit inside themselves. Uh, it's, it's a combination of everything. So you really there's no safety outside, there's no safety inside. So yeah, it, I thought the tension was extremely well portrayed and, and came across great. Do you think that I think because you meant you mentioned that yeah, there's stuff going on inside, there's stuff going on outside. Um, they're also 
lost at sea. They can't get in contact with each other. They purposely went off course. Uh, did you feel like there was too much going on sometimes? Ooh, good question. Um, maybe a little. The, the, there was like a superfluous, you know, travel to another boat to find dead people kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, right. th- that was, I don't want to say it was unneeded because that kind of gets the ball rolling in a different direction. But um, I, I, there was a lot. I don't, to, to say it was too much, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, you know what? It's funny because I didn't really think about it being too much. I felt everything was kind of like, set pieces so it kind of yeah. worked so oh we need to get here to this point okay cool cool so we're not now we're following the the characters um but i never thought it was like too much now that you bring it up though i'm like oh yeah i guess you're right <laughs> but it's not a thing yeah that I, I think you picked Didn't up stand out right yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and the only reason that like it there is a lot going on and i think you can make the argument that it's too much but it, i think it works in this but every time they would mention something new I would kind of laugh and be like, of course there is. It was all. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, oh, so she's pregnant now. Oh, so this is going on. Oh, yeah. so yeah, it's like, oh, so you went there on purpose. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, okay, no, it's like they were almost uh, like they had the story and they had a very good story ahead of time. But as they were filming, it's like, ooh, let's add this also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, with, um, horror movies especially like really there's only one well, any movie uh when it comes to romance there's one of two things that's going to happen and usually it's the main character is going to fall in love with someone and you know that's going to happen or they're just not going to be any sort of love interest and you're like oh wow this movie had no love interest mm-hmm. this thing this movie does something kind of combines <laughs> the two which i thought was really strange yeah i liked it actually i thought it was like kind of i mean i don't want to say it was funny <laughs> but it kind of was <laughs> Like it, it, yeah. You feel like, oh man, let's, she's she's really Shenandoah or whatever her name is. It's like really, really doing a great job. She's really coming out of her shell. And look at this guy. He's he's kind of a hunk. Oh, his eyeballs just exploded. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's awesome. like it, it's it's from the beginning. They've like kind of like he's been friendly with her. He's trying to explain what sea fever is, and he's trying to oh, keep yeah. her calm and everything. And and you know where things are headed. And you know they almost very typical scene they almost have the kiss and then they're interrupted and then yeah eyeballs explode <laughs> so, um what did you think of the uh, the there are there are effects in this movie quite a few yeah. actually so uh, what did you think of the effects of the movie oh, i yeah, i loved it it was great it was great use of fucking visual or special effects i couldn't really tell what it was but man when it like at least with the that one scene I don't know. If we, I don't really want to say too much because I don't, it's going to give out too much. Yeah, it, there's this really cool <laughs> scene that I enjoyed with that. And it's not the eye popping scene. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I always appreciate goo. That was slime. That's the exact <laughs> word I had in my mouth was goo. Goo. It's a very gooey film. And then, like, also, like, great use of, like, hey, let's take a look at this thing under the microscope. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I liked all the subtle stuff. Like, they didn't really have to go too far over the top. And, you know, shit from the sea is already disgusting. So let's just stay in that realm. <laughs> if uh, anyone who's familiar with bot flies. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then this movie uh, will kind of, you can kind of get a sense of what it is. If you yeah. don't know what bot flies are, there's 
there's a ton of videos on YouTube about bot fly removal. Yeah. And that kind of gives you an idea of what's going on in this movie uh, at times. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's gory. It, it, I think they do a good job of um, keeping it to a minimum, but the scenes that they do have, I thought were um, impressively gory. I think so. What did you think of the gore in this movie? Uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, I didn't think it was over the top. Um, I thought it was, you know, any, anytime like eyes are missing, I find effective. That's always effective to me. And I thought they did a good job with that. Like it didn't, it looked real. (laughs) Yeah. It totally looked real. And then just the idea, you know, it's sometimes it's subtle where it's just like, you know, a body shaped blanket, you know, tied up with a rope, you know, as those start to accumulate, just even that as an effect is effective. (laughs) I thought that was good. I think a few weeks ago we talked about uh, doing a month on eye trauma. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I trauma we'll do the Ides of March. <laughs> the Ides of that's not a bad idea. And this would be perfect because it's Irish. Yeah, yeah, it's um, the um yeah, I trauma is like such an easy, like it, I think 99% of people will be affected by any sort of eye horror. Yeah. And this one is like and the first one, because it just comes out of nowhere, it's so good. It is. It really is. Yeah. Unexpected. I was expecting unexpected. that. Yeah. Yeah, which are the best scares. Um, So this movie, and this is nothing to do with the writing or the performances or anything. This is completely unintentional. It has a very, very important part of this movie is a a very infectious disease and they have to quarantine themselves. Um, Now we're going to see, well, there's a lot of movies that have done that in the past. I'm probably going to see more of that in the future, but movies from pre-pandemic can you ever look at them the same when they say things like that? Because when they said that, and it didn't ruin the movie, it doesn't make it better. It doesn't do anything for the movie. But when they say, oh, like, we got to quarantine ourselves to protect everyone else, like, my ears perk up immediately. Yeah. 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 Mine totally. You know what, though? I'm having, like, the opposite effect. I'm like, oh, quarantine. So it's, you know, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just put on a mask and drink some uh, Clorox and you'll be okay. Exactly. I just, I injected that shit straight in my veins. I never got COVID. I don't know so there you go. They have proven to work. Like not only do we know the future, we also are medical experts here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sea Fever, it's on Hulu. Yeah, Sea Fever is on Hulu. <laughs> so Blake, I'll start with you. Uh, sea Fever from 2019. Sea or no sea? Sea Fever. Yes, I have Sea Fever. Yes. See this. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ! That was terrible. Uh, yeah, no, check it out. I thought it was great. If you're a subs- uh, subscriber to Hulu, um, definitely check it out. It it was a lot of fun. I it, I was surprised and and pleasantly surprised through the whole thing. And uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. And uh, what uh, about you, Danny? I also recommend it. It's probably one of the better things I've seen this week. Um... <laughs> That's high praise. Yeah, it's very high praise. Um, I definitely recommend it. This is something it had one of the things that uh, that it also reminded me, and this is I don't know if it's going to be a deal breaker for you, the listener, but it did remind me a little bit of like an alien as well, because the ocean's so expensive and nobody can hear you scream. <laughs> also has a little bit of like the abyss going on in there. Yeah, it really uh, did. It really did. I mean, um, yeah, to me, this is my as it's like Nemesis was an easy no see. This is an easy see for me. I mean, it's on Hulu. It's very well acted, very well written. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good horror movie. It's a fun little horror movie. Unfortunately, in the superstition versus science story, no one ever says, what can your science do about that? 
<laughs> kind, of, kind of disappointing. So every weekend you can find this here. Oh, we're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. There's a whole bunch of horror themed podcasts. We are one of them. We also have an open review policy. If you have any ideas for any movies we should cover, or you just want to hear us talk about a string of movies over the course of a month, <laughs> drop us a line. And while you're doing that, you can follow the show on Twitter. Uh, over at Adventures in Movies, you can find Nathaniel or Pat, as I like to call him, over on Instagram at Nathan Port Taste. You can also find me, Danny, on Twitter and Instagram over at default underscore player. And you can find Supreme Ruler Blake over on Twitter at 4 eyed Horde. Wow. Am I, am I in charge of North Korea now? Is that what that means? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next week, everybody, special edition. Man, we love doing these. The Green Knight. We've been waiting for this for a while, so please tune in for that. And you can find this on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Amazon Music, where they have podcasts, uh, including us. Or you can just go to Morbidly Beautiful. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Shit. I'm sorry, Black. (laughs)